I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Welcome to This Day in History class. It's July 8th. Jonathan Edwards published his most famous sermon, which was Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, on this day in 1741. This played out during the First Great Awakening that happened from the 1730s to 1740s, and it was a response to the Enlightenment and the Age of Reason. Culture in the American colonies had been shifting more towards secularism, and while there were a lot of religious denominations in the colonies, church attendance was dropping, people were more focused on rational thought and taking a more distanced view of religion. This really set the stage, though, for the Great Awakening, which its hallmarks were traveling preachers and ministers whose work was really rooted in Calvinism. A lot of the common themes were the need for all people to seek salvation immediately and urgently, and the total sovereignty of God, and the need for a very personal relationship with Christianity. So these concepts might bring to mind uh, traveling ministers whose whole experience is maybe having been raised in a very religious household and having had a lot of personal intense study in the Bible and in religion, but not necessarily in a formal way. And while Jonathan Edwards did have a family that was deeply religious, he also was educated at Yale. He graduated from there in 1720 and then continued to study divinity in the area and went on to earn a master's degree. He also served with multiple congregations and he taught Mohican children at a mission school. As for this sermon of his, he was the pastor of the Church of Christ in Northampton, Massachusetts when he delivered it. And he delivered it there in Northampton before the publication date that we normally cite with this particular sermon. It starts out with this verse from the book of Deuteronomy, their foot shall slide in due time. 
This is describing the Israelites and sort of the idea that they are ultimately going to slide into sin. It's just inevitably going to happen. Here's a quote from it. Quote, There is no want of power in God to cast wicked men into hell at any moment. Men's hands can't be strong enough when God rises up. The strongest have no power to resist him, nor can any deliver out of his hands. From there, he goes on to say that these wicked Israelites who were referred to in that Deuteronomy verse, they deserve to be cast into hell. They are already sentenced to being cast into hell. There's a lot of anger and wrath and torment and the devil being ready to seize these sinners. All of this language makes people think of Jonathan Edwards as this fiery, passionate preacher just terrifying his congregation with the idea of eternal damnation as this ever-looming, ever-present threat. But a lot of his preaching was really calm and subdued. Even this sermon, with its very fiery language, was apparently delivered with this very uh, dispassionate, detached, calm demeanor. That's not only, though, his most famous sermon, it's one of the most famous of the entire Great Awakening. So even though this wound up being so famous, Jonathan Edwards actually wound up uh, rubbing his Northampton congregation the wrong way. He was dismissed and preached a farewell sermon there on July 1st of 1750. He did go on to do a lot of other work with other congregations, and from a religious and a spiritual standpoint, he was hugely influential. In general, today's evangelical religions in the United States have a lot in common with what was going on with the Great Awakening, a similar focus on the need for salvation and the need for a personal experience and a need for a personal relationship with God and with Christianity. He also wrote tons and tons of other sermons, even though this is the most famous one. There are huge volumes of his work, and almost all of it still exists, with the Beinecke Rare Book and Manuscript Library at Yale having almost 99% of his complete works in his collection. In addition to all of that, like others of his time, he both condemned the cruelty of the slave trade and also enslaved people himself. And at the very end of his life, he was the president of Princeton for a brief time before dying of smallpox. That might actually have been contracted from a deliberate exposure method that was used to try to get people immune to smallpox before the actual existence of vaccines. Thanks to Eve's Jeffcoat for her research work on today's episode and to Tari Harrison for her editing work on all these episodes. You can subscribe to This Day in History class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Tune in tomorrow for a revolution. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.